Welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, and welcome to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, and I love this venue because we get to talk about some of the things that matter the most to us, flexibility, careers, and of course, stories about our people. As we celebrate Women's History Month, we have selected some of our DHG heroes doing big, big things at DHG and in our communities. Joining me today is Nikki Yarbrough. I've had the privilege of working with Nikki for many years. She's been instrumental in our IND efforts, beginning with her work to get, a, get us moving, moving forward with women forward. Got that off the, off the ground. And she's currently uh, working with our Inclusion and Diversity Council. She was co-chair of Women Forward for seven several years and then moved over to the IND Council. It seemed like a natural fit once to leave this group once we made this transition. She's a tax partner in our Raleigh office, and she'll soon be retiring. And I'm super excited to have the chance to catch up with her one more time before her June retirement. Nikki, you're someone who I consider as a role model, and it's such an honor to have you with us today on the Life at DHG podcast. Welcome, Nikki. Hi, Alice Gray. Thank you so much for having me today and for your kind words. Um, anytime somebody brings up the word retirement, sometimes I get a little uh, choked <laughs> up, so I'm going to try real hard to, to not be emotional because um, everything that you talked about, everything that we've done together with so many um, people, and I'm not going to mention names because you know how that goes. I would leave an important name off, but just know there have been so many people um, that have sort of been the wind beneath the wings of everything that we've done in the Women Forward and the IND space and everything that we've accomplished, and so thanks to, to many of, of everyone that's participated, but Really, um, you know, very, very excited about talking to you today. I mean, this is such an important day to kick off Women's History Month, and I'm going to try to switch gears from talking about income tax provisions <laughs> to a really um, exciting day to, to celebrate achievements, but also, you know, understanding and acknowledging the, the challenges and, and opportunities that we still face. Um I read the link that you provided on the International Women's Day uh, launch and their website and hashtag choose to challenge and found that very intriguing. Um, some of the initial thoughts that were on that website really resonated with me and I'll hint and we'll touch on some of those other comments as I go through our um, interview today. But there's a reference that really stood out to me. It, it talked about us all being responsible for our own thoughts and our actions all day and every day. And if there's one thing I can say, and this has probably been repeated on other um, talks that we've had during the years, but I've always believed very strongly and have told countless team members, recruits, anybody that would listen to me that, no one is more responsible. No one cares more about your career, your development than you. 
And that's always been my philosophy. So I love the references to the alertness for the changes that, that you might need to make in your own life, in your own story, knowing your own value and your worth and understanding the choices that have brought you to exactly where you are today, but understanding and having the commitment to continue choosing the challenge to keep growing. And so I was very inspired by the comments and, and promised to do the photo challenge. Um, I thought that was really neat too. So encourage everybody to go out on that link, but just really, really exciting stuff. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm a follower. I'm a collector of quotes. I'm a, a follower of many interesting people. Um, Maria Shriver's Sunday newsletter. I don't know if you are aware of that one, but all the podcasts that Brene Brown also oh, yes. Martha Beck. Um, so I'm, you know, very influenced by a lot of those um, inspirational thoughts as, as well as what we've done on our own. But, but glad to be here. That's fantastic. Well, we're certainly excited to to talk with you a little bit. It does seem like yesterday we were working on Women Forward, which before yes. that was called the Women's Initiative, I believe. Um, yes. So, um, you know, you mentioned celebrating Women's History Month. Can you share with us some of the progress for women that you've seen during the course of your career at DHG and beyond DHG? Sure. And, and, and as you mentioned, um, Women's Initiative, the whole thing started off as as a book club meeting of a few female partners at uh, a partner meeting when we still were small enough to fit inside um, one of the Pinehurst resorts, which has been a long time. (laughs) But, um, you know, I would say there's a real tangible progress that I've seen, but I think just as importantly is the intangible development and progress that I've seen during my career at DHG. And and by that, I mean more voice and more presence of being very substantive uh, with with all of our team members. My sense is that our women and, and really all of our team members know more today and are willing to be vulnerable and take risk and have the courage to speak up, even when they may be a bit fearful, a bit intimidated, they're willing to speak up. And I just don't know that that existed back as much in 2004 when I joined the firm. So that's the intangible part. Um, I think that there are things that the firm has done and sponsored that I would say are really outstanding um, points of progress that we can look to. Increased opportunities for transparency in discussing some very sensitive but very important issues. We've not backed off. We haven't been timid about addressing what needs to be addressed in our world today. And so having that courage to to speak out and take stands at both local and firm-wide level and having our women so committed to issues that are affecting all of our team members, embracing and taking the leadership positions in several of the six are just one example, Uh, not just women forward. It's that passion and dedication to continue learning, you know, making things better for everyone. Um, I can remember a conversation, and this is pre-COVID because I was sitting in my office And Caitlin and Anastasia came to me because they were really excited about coming up with some 
some opportunities or some thoughts, some solutions that would help working uh, parents in the Raleigh office. And as I stood there and listened to them and saw the excitement that they had for what they were talking about, and I said, Anastasia, Caitlin, this is so much bigger than Raleigh. Y'all don't know what you, <laughs> you, you, you just uncovered something here. And I said, let me get you in touch with this person. Let me get you in touch with this person. And, you know, think about the awesome job the Parents Network has done in addition to Women Forward. So, you know, that's when I think about progress, I think about progress in an individual, the, the willingness for each person to take that responsibility and not wait for the solution, but to be part of the solution themselves. Um, I think, you know, the results are showing up, obviously, in the numbers of increased firm leadership positions, and that's something we're incredibly proud of. We've got very talented leaders. But, you know, I think just going back to the original, the efforts and the projects taken on that are improving and supporting team members and their lives, we've been able to celebrate those achievements, um, highlighting them on many firm webinars and other types of social media. But it's just the commitment that I increasingly see in the daily habits of coaching and connecting individually to team members that I think is equally important. And many of those stories have been shared on on the podcast and other forms of social media that you've done. So I think the the progress is is out there when we look at the number of differences in our leadership composition. Um, but I think it's a, a very individual choice that that I'm obviously very privileged to be part of and see that development as we plan to go forward with, with things in the future. So I um, hope that answers your question, but, but it, it's almost a gut instinct that I just feel that we've made progress. Well, we we for sure have. And I hear it all the time when I talk to associates and, and, you know, they don't even seem to understand why we have this group, because in their mind, they have all these role models. They don't remember, you know, and it wasn't that long ago, 12 years ago, 14 years ago that um, so we have made a lot of progress. So when we think about progress, is there something in the IND space that you're most proud of? I think it's our willingness to be committed to it. Um, and that goes all the way from the, the highest rungs of leadership to, uh, you know, local geographic leaders, whether it was women forward champions, as they used to be called, um, you know, partners that would, would sponsor, but just the tenacity to stay the course altering when needed. I mean, we didn't do everything right. Um, I, I think that that's an important thing that I've learned um, as I've become more tenured, <laughs> um, that making mistakes is part of the deal. It's make, it's part of the journey. And so we were willing to take chances. We were willing to do things like be one of the first that would have, when your computer turned on every day, a blast. Yes. Women forward. And, you know, to be honest, not everybody like that. <laughs> I totally forgot about how much that, I mean, it wasn't just like, was oh, okay. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was very controversial. But you know what? Um, we stayed the course. We didn't let the fear or the sense of perfectionism or 
making sure or trying to get everything in our own way completely right. We've expanded it so to so many other team members. We've been willing to listen and learn and move forward. And obviously with Kevin Price coming on board to continue the work that Nicole and, and Jill and Catherine Morris and Ethan and Katrina, I mean, it's just, I think to see so many more people involved at a grassroots level um, and just to see how it's expanded and and knowing that today if somebody splashes Women Forward or Women's History Month, I, I, I want to say that nobody's going to complain. Right. Well, I can tell you that nobody is complaining because I am head of the complaint department on what goes on people's computers. <laughs> yeah, but, but you just have to think about um, those years when, you know, it, it was a little bit controversial. Did we need women forward? Why did we need women forward? Um, and it wasn't because people were mean or, or you know, that I don't think there was a general understanding. So, and, and that was not, some of the women didn't understand why we needed it. Right. Um, I'll never forget one of the early uh, advisors that we looked to with the AICPA told us that many young women, when they first come out of school, because they've been, you know, probably president of the accounting club, they've been very active in, multiple leadership positions in school, they come out, you know, and enter the workforce not even understanding why there's a need, but maybe two or three years into their career, maybe they begin to think about, okay, now I see it. Right. I want to be part of the solution. I want to be part of, of helping other team members develop. So many words, but, but I would say that's, that's what I'm most proud of. And I, obviously have the privilege still right now of hearing and being part of the wonderful plans and the future that Kevin is painting with his leadership and, and Katrina and continued efforts of Ethan. It's, you know, makes me beam, makes me smile. Very, very proud. We do have so much to be proud of. Um, and when I think about your leadership role and how, I mean, you've been truly a pioneer in the accounting profession. And then I look at your industry focus, financial institutions, which it, it has been traditionally male dominated. One of the goals of International Women's Day is to bring about awareness against gender bias. So my question for you is, have you encountered gender bias in your career? And, you know, how have you overcome it? And, you know, what are some tips that you might have to help somebody if they are facing gender bias? Well, I think the simple question I would answer today is I'm sure that I, I did, I, I did have issues probably with gender bias, but was probably too naive to recognize what they were. Um, a little bit of background. I, I think I've said this on, on other discussions, but I, I think I was pretty naive. I started out being very passionate, dedicated to what I wanted to do. A little bit of my background, only child, grew up in an environment with two very hardworking parents. It was a humble background, but I was encouraged by both of them, as most parents do, to instill in their children that they can do whatever they wanted to do. I came into this business a little bit 
differently than the standard just go to school, get your accounting degree, pass the CPA exam. I worked for a few years with American Express, and um, that was a different company. They they had their great things about them, and they had things they needed to work on just like anybody else. But it was a little bit different in the people that I ran into and worked with every day as far as gender balance. Um, maybe not so much still in the upper ranks of leadership positions, but more so in the people that I interacted with daily. And I also had a great opportunity to learn the public side of the business and serving clients and finding solutions. So when I entered public accounting, knowing that I wanted to be a partner, and goodness gracious, I can't explain 100% why I knew that so so well the first day. And don't mean to suggest that everybody needs to know exactly on day one what they want to do 15 years from there or 10 years. But again, um, probably a little naive in the beginning to not see the blocks or challenges that, that could have been in my way. I was really blessed, though, to have an initial experience um, where I started off that there were several women partners, and they practice in areas that I did not um, such as individual taxation or estate planning, but they were still great role models. And it was an opportunity for me to see that women could be partners. Hiring had been 50% out of colleges for quite a few years. Um, but I took advantage of having some great coaches, mentors, sponsors. Many of them were men. And I always, you know, challenge women to understand that men can be great sponsors and coaches and mentors and give you a different perspective. And I, you know, there were more males, um, but I, I had at least the opportunity of having some female partners, but I listened and I really spent time on focusing on my environment and began to feel confident enough because I knew that I was doing well as far as, you know, my performance reviews, my evaluations. I really enjoyed what I was doing. But I remember a, a sort of a pivotal point. I was working for someone, and um, I don't think it was necessarily gender bias, but I didn't know exactly how we were messing up and working together and what the future looked like. And so even as a young manager, I was willing to stand up and speak out if something didn't seem right or measuring up. And so I remember asking this manager to go out uh, to lunch. We had a meeting. And I just point blank said, do you want me on your team? Because I knew in my own heart and head that I really wanted to go after being a partner. And I wasn't 100% convinced. And so I thought, I'm going to ask. I'm just going to put myself out there and ask the question. Um, you know, and he said yes. <laughs> and things went on to work out quite nicely. Um, but, you know, you think about some of the little nuances like social entertainment opportunities for clients. Not that we're getting to do a whole lot of that right now. But back in the day, um, let me just say, air quote. There are sometimes outings for clients that would go to an establishment, right? Social, following you, and it's like, okay, you want to be part of the team that gets to interact with the client and get that face time. But I remember going to one of the partners and saying, 
how do you expect me to believe that I'm being seen in the same light as my male counterparts when we make choices to do social events like this? And so just like I try to do now, I don't know where that uh, came from to be willing to speak out because at any point I could have probably gotten myself into a whole bunch of trouble being as blunt as I was on some of those early questions. But it was just something inside of me that knowing how to navigate, when to pivot, if my gut told me that something wasn't right, careers are really straightforward. They're more like roller coaster rides. But learning how to ride the wave, so to speak, and focus on what I had control over, what I could do versus what I couldn't do. And I did my best to see my colleagues as team members and people and not focus on the differences, but really try to see the things that we had in common and how we were the same and how we had common goals about serving clients. So um, I, I was probably... My uh, being naive helped me be stronger. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, I guess they say. But I didn't know not to stand up and not to make a point when I saw something that I didn't think was going quite right. That is a really great way to think about it. And I've certainly thought about some of those instances similar to what you talked about in my own career. So... The theme for International Women's Day is Choose to Challenge, hashtag Choose to Challenge. And we've got some great momentum at DHG around this on the homepage of our intranet. Um, What do you choose to challenge? Well, this has been a challenge for a long time, but it's regardless of how tenured you are, um, every day uh, I try to challenge myself to increase my own education on all the issues we're facing, some of which I didn't even think about until the last couple of years, but but have a kindness and an empathy and, and great, uh, gratefulness for all of us in this journey. So becoming more aware of my own biases, because we all have them, understanding that as I grow in my development, trying to make sure that I help my teammates grow along those same lines, working hard to change systems that aren't particularly friendly sometimes to caregiving, parenting, race, or aging, and just creating more of an environment of belonging and and where people feel no need to cover and can be authentically themselves. So it's to continue the journey that I feel like I've been on for a long time. So Nikki, you're considered a, a hero at DHG for the work that you've done I mean, not only serving our clients in an amazing way, but also helping us bring equity for to all of our team members in the work that you've done in the IND space. So who do you consider your hero? Well, I'll answer that from a couple different perspectives, one on a very personal level, somebody that I think really influenced me in so many ways that I can't even probably understand, but my grandmother Um, She was a very simple woman. They lived on a dairy farm, and during the summer, I would go pretty much stay 100% of my time with my grandmother and grandfather, and she instilled in me from the earliest time that I can remember a thirst for learning. She loved reading, and honestly, Alice Gray, I wanted to read so 
I wanted to learn to read so quickly that I would sit on the porch in the afternoon after lunch with her and I would take a little book and if she would turn a page, I would turn a page mimicking or, or acting, <laughs> pretending as if I was reading. Um, but her unconditional love bolstered by my parents and teachers and mentors that really believed in me made the courage to go after my career. But I, I think about my Mimi and how she would always say, I love you dearly. And that sense of belonging and being so accepted by her, um, I, I will always consider her a hero. But, but on a broader level, I really think each and every one of her team members are heroes who show up every day working to find solutions to all of the challenges. Um, they're open. Our team members are honest, transparent dialogue. They have put themselves out on the line and said things that they didn't know how they were going to be, you know, accepted by the, the broader group, but they felt like they needed to be honest and open and transparent to give other people an opportunity to learn and, and be more educated about certain issues. I think celebrating the victories, but, but knowing there's a lot more to do, but our web of involvement is, is broadening. And there's just more evidence to me of people willing to take more self-responsibility to get where we need to be. In other words, not expecting the firm to have the magic wand to provide all the answers. And again, that demonstration of willingness to be there, to show up, to be courageous, to define their own careers and help create that environment of belonging. Those that are really committed to listening, learning, again, understanding each other's stories. Those that are interested in continuing in, in air quotes again, raising themselves to build an environment where belonging is the culture that seeps through everything that we do. And I just think it's, it's all of us. And I loved what Matt said the other day about we're building valuable careers with all our people. And I think everybody from front lines all the way to the top floor in Charlotte. Um, we're, we're all heroes because we're also committed. That is such an, an eloquent way of um, celebrating this month and celebrating everyone. Thank you so much, Nikki. Well, Alice, it's been a pleasure as always. Well, thank, thank you very much. You got it. Um, we really appreciate all the groundwork that you laid for all of us. And, um, and we celebrate you today on International Women's Day and um, certainly wish you well as you move to the next great things that you're going to be doing. Well, which is one um, thing, uh, being an active alum. I'm so excited about what we're doing in the Alumni Network space because that gives me an opportunity to stay plugged in and get to assist in any way that I can, but just again, see this very, very positive developing story and, and just smile, grin from ear to ear. <laughs> well, thank you. Looking um, forward to it. Yes, thank you. And thank you all for listening to Life at DHG and celebrating International Women's Day with us. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues 
Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers. <laughs>